love one another and we can commune afterwards. But I'm going to ask Larry just to come into this atmosphere. That it not be broken. We keep our hearts prostrate unto him and our eyes locked unto him to receive even furthermore of the praise and the worship that he is about to release in the words, Lord, that shall be decreed from heaven, so be it here on this earth, Lord. That it will come, that it will be seated into our hearts, deeply rooted into our spirits. Holy Spirit, you have your way through this vessel. declaration now I see just by the songs that were being sung and ministered on this morning and I want you to say to yourself just close your eyes and say to yourself Jesus is the best thing that has ever happened to me I need you to say it with a strong conviction just lift your hands and open up your mouth and say, Jesus is the best thing that has ever happened to me. Come on, just begin to worship him right there. this morning in, in my house that I, as I was in prayer and that declaration was made he then dropped another song into my spirit and that is and I want you to say this with me as we continue to worship can't nobody do me like Jesus oh, come on you got to say it with some spiritual conviction this morning can't nobody do me like Jesus. Come on, begin to worship, worship, worship. Come on, come on. Can't nobody, can't nobody do us like him. Ah, yeah. Yeah. 
because when I begin to think about he's the best thing that has ever happened to me, I recognize that can't nobody do me like him. Uh, so then the last song, and I just had these songs on repeat. That's my wife. I just had these songs on repeat this morning. So the last song was, Thank You, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for one more day. Come on, with this last, this last little bit that's in us, I just want us to lift our hands and just simply say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For just one more day to worship you. Just one more day to give you glory. Thank you. Ah, thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. 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 It's interesting. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We just give honor to the said angels of this house, everybody in their respective places. I thank my sister setting the atmosphere, my brothers for assisting her. Uh, I probably won't even open this. I'm just going to minister straight from my spirit. If you just need scripture reference, Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, I believe 16 and 17. And God took man and placed him in the garden to keep it, to tend it, and to guard it. So whatever situation that you are in, the Father has placed you in that situation to tend it, to keep it, and to guard it. As we're reading, this is New King James, so I'm speaking from the, the Amplified. And he said to him, you can eat freely tell your neighbor I can eat freely he said you can eat freely from anything that is in the garden but this tree here the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and blessing and calamity I don't want you to touch that Let's just kind of pause there just for a second. Let's back up. When I created you in my image and in my likeness, I took you and I placed you in a place, gave you authority in that place, and told you to tend that place, keep that place, and guard that place. So which means that I have created you in my likeness and in my image and I've given you responsibility over the things that I have created. Your responsibility is to keep it, to guard it, and to tend it. 
Now, in this place that I have placed you in, I have given you an abundance of provision. I'm allowing you to eat of anything that is in this place that I have placed you in to guard, to tend, to keep. But there's one thing I do not want you to touch. Just one thing. I want you to touch this tree of knowledge of good and evil, blessing and calamity. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. I believe the Amplified says the old religious way, the old way, the old moral way is passed away and behold, everything comes new. I shared with my, my brother and my sister, Jim and, and Maria, at the beginning, of the, before the end of 2019, the Lord had spoken a word to me. And I was being released to share it at my home church first, um, which is always a challenge in itself. <laughs> uh, and I had asked them to be there. I knew they were praying for me and praying with me. They were unable to be there. And then the Lord strategically said, well, come and share this word here with the Eastgate family. And that word was simply reset. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I've been reset. How many of us have a computer in the house? computer in the house. When the computer is not acting the way it is supposed to be acting, we reboot it. Now, the problem with rebooting is that rebooting does not always fix the problem. Programs are acting up and uh, we may have caught ourselves a virus or Simply the computer is just too slow, and when we're trying to get something done and it locks up on us, we simply hit what is called the reset button, but all we're really doing is restarting the computer, but we have not really fixed the problem. We have not fixed what actually was causing the error. All we really did was cause the error to have a place to begin again. Oh, y'all missed that. We, we thought we freed ourselves from the frustration that the program was causing, but when we hit the reset button, all we did was cause the computer to begin the process of frustrating us again. How many of us have experienced that frustration? We did not realize that we kept resetting a computer that we should have thrown out five years ago. We did not realize that the computer we had been resetting had programs that were incompatible for it to be installed in the first place. 
it's, it's amazing that sometimes I have been called to individuals' houses as I, the Lord has blessed me to be in the IT field. I've been teaching computer software and doing desktop support service for over 25 years, and he has blessed me. And it is amazing the situations when you walk into the house and the person just says, the computer just won't come on anymore. I've restarted it a number of different times, and the computer just won't come on. And the computer's sitting under a table, and it's got a dust on it, and you can't even see the name on it, and the buttons are all... I'm not talking about anybody's house here. If that's you, just look up and... And, and my wife has been with me on a, l- a number of these trips, and I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, God, what am I going to do with this? Sometimes I've, I've encountered, my brother, sometimes I've encountered uh, machines that have been crippled with a virus. And the individual that I'm talking to has, has such a, a closeness to the things that are infected on their computer quiet in Eastgate. It got real quiet in Eastgate. You can't save none of my pictures. You can't save none of my documents. You you can't save none of my programs. No, baby, the computer is so infected that if I were to save anything, it would infect that which you have to get, which is new. I need you to be okay with letting go of what you think you need to hold on to. I know those pictures meant a lot to you. I know you spent time creating those documents. I know that you've invested in those programs, but the things that you are holding on to no longer have place for where you are about to go. They no longer have the potency to carry you. They no longer have the the strength to carry you. They no longer can speak to the me for the place that the Father is about to take us to. I don't want to put out any more money for a new computer. Please fix what I got. Can you please just... Lord, fix what I got. I don't want to buy nothing else. I don't don't want to fast anymore, God. I don't want to pray anymore. I don't want to believe anymore. Just fix what I got. Just fix what I got. Make it work, God. Because you're all God. You're all. Just make it work. To reset. To reset means to put something back in its proper place. Being raised by my great grandmother, my grandmother, my mother, when you clean the house and you move stuff. You put stuff back in its proper place. Nothing like hearing, is that where you found that? No, ma'am. Then put it back 
in its proper place. Never understood until as I got older and started teaching my own kids that things have their proper place. The Lord spoke to me during the class. I'm teaching a class, which is probably one of the most challenging classes that I've ever had the privilege of teaching for the Father. And the, the title of the class is called The Personality of Jesus Christ. He shared with me on yesterday to share with the class that the past 10 years, we were not in our proper place. It was difficult to hear because if I'm experiencing blessing, am I experiencing overcoming and I'm experiencing healing and deliverance, how is it that I was not in my proper place? You can experience all of that and still not be in the place that you are supposed to be. Sometimes the grace of the Father is so much so that he will do things just so that he will be worshipped and given, be given the glory. But that doesn't mean that you are in your proper place. He messed me up, Jim. He messed me up when he began to pour this into me and began to talk to me because I had to take it personal for myself, but being called into the office of the prophetic and allowing so many different things to be going on around me. Yes, I experienced blessing, but he told me, you were not in your proper place. He said to me last night while I was in prayer, during prayer time, he said to me, you only struggle because you won't submit to my will. Am I struggling? And I had to do a self-examination and say, when I'm struggling in my mind about the things that need to be happening, I am not submitting to the will of the Father. When I'm stressing in my mind about all of the things that need to be done and stuff's going on with the home and the kids are being challenged and this is going on over here and I'm worrying about me and I'm worrying about this and that and so on and so forth, I am struggling against the will of the Father. I am not in my, <laughs> ah, man, because when you're in a garden and you can freely eat, what are you concerned about? When you are in a garden and there's food to eat and you've been told to freely eat, why are you stressing? I was messed up too. Reason why we're stressing is because the place that we're in that we're simply supposed to be guarding and tending and keeping, we keep eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's not necessary for you to know, for us to know why we are blessed 
and why we are struggling. It is simply for us to be in a place of blessing. All I have to do, can I just give you the answer? Can I get, just give you, can I just get right to it? And we could just, I can say a little bit and I can sit down. Because some of us have asked the question, why did you not want us to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? It is simple. He said it's simple. If you really thought about it, it was simple. I did not want you to, to deal with things that only I can deal with. Only I can deal with what comes from tasting good and evil. Oh, come on, y'all. Because when I eat of it and I have knowledge of blessing, I have knowledge of good that is struggle to maintain goodness. You missed that. I got to be good for the Lord so he can love me. I got to work on being good so God can love me. See, y'all missing it. I got to do this. I got to tithe. I got to do good so God can love me. That's not something that we should even be worried about. Because I'm already in a place of goodness. Why do I have to worry about being good when I'm already in the place? Why do I need to understand why I struggle? In a place where there is no struggle. My spiritual daughter reached out to me. I had shared. Oh, Father, I thank you. I had shared on this week. The less you are afraid of success, the more control you have over failure. reached back out to me and she said, man, I just, I want to work on being 100% healed. Different things that she's going through that she shared with me that are personal. And she said, she said, well, asking God for vindication, what, what else could I ask him for? And the father immediately dropped into my spirit. What could you ask God for? That he has not already given. It blew my mind. Sister Leslie, it blew my mind when he dropped that in my face. He said, what could you ask me for that I have not already given? She said, whoa, I got to let this sink in. I said, okay, why are you letting this sink in? He said, add this on to it. You keep asking for peace. But I tell you, in me, you will have peace. If you stay in the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Faith in his ability. The mere action of faith causes us to receive what we know he can do. I don't have to ask him to do something that I should already know that he can do. I am not in the place that I'm supposed to be. If I'm in the world asking God for peace, 
God help me, Jesus. I was like, you got to be kidding me, Father. He said, no. If you are in the world, why are you asking me for peace in a place that you're not going to get it? asking me for something that's over here. Keep asking me for stuff in the wrong place. Delight yourself in the Lord and I will give you the desires of your heart when you delight yourself in me. You have me What can you ask for that he has not already given? He said the bone of the body of Christ has been broken. And I'm resetting it. I'm resetting it. I'm resetting the bone because we are protruding through the skin and people can see us as broken individuals and they don't have any confidence in our ability because they see brokenness protruding through the skin. We're hurting We're bleeding and we're in pain trying to help other people who are just in the same situation as we are in. They're out of place. We broke our bone because we were over here fighting a battle we had no business fighting in the first place. In me, you will have peace. In me, you will have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, because when you're in me, I have already overcome all of this. Therefore, if any man be in me, they are a new creature all together. Online, I was able to read. The father said, go read it. Go study it. And it talked about, and and I'm done. It talked about the resetting of the bone. This is what we have to do as believers to get from here back to over here where we belong. You have to allow yourself to be examined to determine the state of your brokenness. If you can't get to your regular doctor, you have to submit yourself to the emergency room, which means you have to submit to someone you don't know. I'm going to come back here because I don't want anybody to throw anything at me. 
which means in order to begin this process, you have to trust the unknown about the process. You cannot go to who you are comfortable with to reset what has been broken. You're going to have to submit to some uncomfortable uncomfortability in the process. Now we have to examine the kind of brokenness that has happened in our lives. Was it inside or was it outside? If it was inside, that means the break was small enough that it didn't break the skin. Which means that the Father can deal with you from a local anesthetic standpoint. Which means that he's going to apply anesthetic to the local pain. Which means you're going to be awoke during the process. Okay, I'm going to run back here again. Because some of us do not want to see God openly repair us. Can you put me to sleep for this process? No, because your break was not severe enough that you have to be put to sleep. You need to see this. But then there are some of us that the break was so bad it broke the skin. And we can't apply a local anesthetic because your break is so severe, I'm going to have to put you to sleep. Because you're not going to be able to endure the pain of resetting that has to happen. The thing about anesthesia is that not everybody responds to the same kind of anesthetic. So I've got to trust him to apply the appropriate anesthesia so I don't die while I'm being repaired. Okay. So now here comes the part that I was struggling with but not any longer. Once the repair is done, depending on the type of breaks, some of us are walking around in a sling, and everybody can see that you were broken. All they see is the brokenness. But they never even realize that because I'm in a sling, I'm on my way to recovery. When did that happen? I don't know. I'm on my way to recovery. <laughs> I pass. I'm past what happened. I'm looking forward to what's about to happen. Got this cast and everybody's signing their name to their cast, like they had something to do with what was going on. And you know what? Revelation just dropped in. Let them sign it because you'll be reminded about everybody. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Some of us may have a little splint. But here's what the Father is saying, that while you are immobilized, you must be mindful of the things that you bump into. 
Don't be afraid to be on the crutches for the complete amount of time that the Father says you have to be on the crutches. Don't try to get the cast off too early because it's starting to look ugly. And it's not a fashion statement. Okay. Here's the one that I was put in. Don't laugh at me, Sister Leslie. I was put in. Thank you. The problem with traction is I can't move at all. And I have to sit there and feel the pain of healing. I'm not feeling the pain. And that's, that's the trick of the enemy is that while you're being healed and you're feeling pain, he thinks, he causes us to think it's the pain of brokenness. But when I'm in recovery, the pain I feel is the pain of healing. I've got to feel the pain of healing so I understand why I was broken in the first place. They didn't catch that. I'm going to say it again, Father. The reason why we must feel the pain of healing so we understand why we were broken in the first place. In traction, new bone is growing over old bone. And I, because of the severity of the breakage, I cannot move. And the father taught me taught me, he taught me, babe, because the place you moved into broke you so bad, you wore out your own reset button, this for me, he said, we had to replace everything. Anybody ever got a knee replacement or hip replacement? Or anytime you get something replaced, you have to get used to what has been replaced. I don't want a new computer because that means I'm going to have to learn a whole new system. I don't know. I, I'm comfortable with Windows XP. Don't give me Windows 10. Because I know where I know how to navigate Windows XP. I'm unfamiliar with Windows 10, and that's the problem. Is that we've been familiar with this. And the Lord is trying to get us back into the garden to be familiar with what we're supposed to be familiar with. I want you in a place to where you're not concerned about tomorrow or next week or even next year. I want you in a place where you're just concerned about me. I don't need you to be aware of what's going on over there. 
because I've already dealt with what's going on over there. All I need you to do is be concerned with me. And as long as you stay in me, you will have peace. In the garden, anyone has ever had a garden, I guarantee you that while you were tending your garden, you had peace. planting my garden, I'm tending my garden, I'm guarding my garden, and when there's harvest, I can freely I can freely eat from anything that is in the garden. Somebody holler reset. Put me back, put us back into our original place. What could you ask God for that he has not already given? Scripture says in him I live and move and have my very being. They say, well, you know what, prophet? What about all the stuff that goes on outside of me being in him? You know what my response is? What about it? <laughs> we make believing him so complicated. I weep every time I think about it places I should have been in. But because I would not submit my broken self to him, I couldn't get healed. And there was a lot of things he withheld from my family because I was not in proper place. Stand to your feet. Listen, if you wouldn't mind putting your hands up before you, I'm going sh- to share this with you. I'm going to share this with you. It's going to make you laugh. So I'm planning, as many of you know, when I come in, I have my Raider stuff on. I'm a diehard Raider fan. When the Lord said, you're going to wear your Yankees today. I'm planning for us to go to opening day in Vegas for the Raiders opening in this new stadium and everything. Big thing. Really excited about it. And I travel a lot. And, of course, there's this new initiative to where now you have to have the real ID. And if you don't have it, you may not be able to board for domestic travel. So I done laid out a plan for the whole family. And I was like, okay, everybody needs to get the the DMV and get it done. So the day I go and get it done, I'm looking at my wife's license. She's got the little star on it. So she's compliant. I come back to the house, and I'm talking to the kids, and I said, this is what the license is going to look like. It's got a little star. All three of them came to me and said, Dad, we got the star on our license. And I said, the devil is a liar. My whole family was compliant except for me. 
Did you catch it? That God kept the family at bay and blessed the family even when I was not in my proper place. Now that I'm compliant. Oh my God. Now that I'm compliant. that I'm compliant things can flow things can begin to flow when I become compliant when you just begin to worship him just begin to worship him The Lord is saying, Eastgate, if you will allow me to reset you, I promise you I will bring you up to the standard that you are supposed to be living at. If you submit yourself and allow yourself to become compliant to my will, I will release that which I held from you because you were not in a position to handle it. He says in his word, I will not withhold any good thing from them that walk upright before me. Now, upright means submission to his will. And the only way that I can submit to his will is if I get in him. I trust his ability when I'm in him. And I speak what his will says to speak for my life I can't ask anything and I can't ask for anything outside of his will therefore when I'm asking something I'm asking in accordance to his will because he has told me what his will is for my life so I'm never asking amiss because I'm in my proper I'm compliant Father, I thank you for releasing this word in the fashion that you have released it. Under the glory cloud of worship, you spoke to us in a firm, exhorting way that you're putting us back in our proper place. Conditioned to our submission to the process condition to the submission to the pain of healing going through the steps to become compliant I thank you for this Father and I appreciate what you're doing in this place for my Eastgate family I thank you Father from the leadership down to every auxiliary every leader every lay member thank you that we are becoming compliant 
Thank you for it now in Jesus' name. And all God's people say amen. While I was praying, the Lord dropped this in my spirit as an addendum or add-on, if you will. The day that I went into motor vehicle, I said, babe, I'm going to go early in the morning. I'm not sure, you know, you're beating the crowds. and not sure how long it's going to take. She couldn't even get to work, sit down, enjoy a cup of coffee. Because by the time I got in there, I got a ticket, went to the booth, got my picture taken. They checked all the documents. I was in and out in about 15 minutes. So this ain't going to be a long process, number one. It ain't going to take long. As soon as you submit, it's going to. As I was talking with the worker, my sister, he said, We've been doing this for 10 years. Within those 10 years, I have gotten my my license renewed, and they asked me if I wanted to become compliant, and I said no. Because I didn't see a need to be compliant. Y'all got to catch that. He's going to ask you, Will you become compliant? Because he's been doing it for years. And it will be an easy process. And don't allow the enemy to convince you that you don't have the supporting documentation to be compliant. All I needed was my birth certificate, my social security card, and two. Two bills, two confirmation that I lit. Oh, that's all I needed. This is not going to be hard, is what he's telling us. Don't allow yourself to be convinced that this movement from here to here is hard. It's easy. <laughs> 